And we're back, Stripe Show Podcast. I'm your host, Travis Fulton. Stripe Show brought to you by Encore Golf. Encore designs high-performance golf balls for players of all skill levels and swing speeds. And that includes the swing speed of Tony Finau, who got his second win last week, or I should say yesterday, whatever it was, whatever day they finished up there in New Jersey at uh, Liberty National. Let me just say this first and foremost, kudos to Liberty National, the PGA Tour, for getting that thing in on Monday. My goodness, all of that rain, and for that course to present itself the way that it did on Monday afternoon for a fair test for these guys coming down the stretch was nothing short of a miracle. And Finau gets it done, folks, his second win, and there's no better person to have on this show perhaps the biggest Tony Finau fan, certainly in Canada, but in the entire world. Jeff Feinberg, did you get any sleep last night, Jeff? I was wired. I was wired, and I was up early this morning. I was even hoping, like, I was up so late. I was hoping there'd be some eager UK bookmakers posting some BMW (laughs) odds before I ended up crashing Travis. And, well, the resume says win number two. It literally feels like his first ever win. Um, I guess, you know, just based on how much defending you had to do when, when talking about Tony Finau in literally acknowledge in trying to just acknowledge it as, as bad luck and that winning is hard. Uh, but Hey, it, it finally, it finally happened. He was so clutch, uh, on that backstretch from pouring in a bomb on 14 to a huge sand save on 18 Every time you thought he might have been dead, he 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 persevered every time. He did. Um, and I think the key word there was clutch, right? Because we know Tony has every skill set imaginable to get in that situation, like he's done countless times. And then when he gets there, do you have what it takes to put it away? That's a whole different conversation. Up to this point, he hadn't. Um, he's done it multiple times. We saw it early in the year at the Genesis should have won that event had the upper hand there in the playoff against Max Homa didn't get it up and down from kind of a a vanilla area on 10. And then he kind of stumbled it away the year before at waste management led Webb back in the door and he didn't put that one. So anyway, we could rehash that to your point. His first win was Puerto Rico. This is a very different field than Puerto Rico. This is the playoffs, the best players in the world puts himself in the situation. 30 on the back nine. I think my best sound, the, my favorite sound bite from Tony is he said, look, I got to get at the 20 under and I've got to get more aggressive. I got to get more aggressive. I got to aim at the flags. I got to get the ball to the hole. Like that's, that's the difference right there. I think he was more aggressive and took the bit and he ran with it and he kept the pressure on the biggest shot, two big shots, the pot on the 72nd hole to save par. I mean, that was huge, right? I think most of us were expecting, oh my God, I, I closed my eyes. Yeah. <laughs> it was like watching my son, you know, I closed my eyes. I was nervous. And then he steps up in the playoff, Jeff, and he rips it right down the middle and he put the pressure on camp and that's what it takes. You're 100% right about that. That's what it took. And did it take a bit of luck, a stress-free playoff? We thought we had a stress-free yeah. one versus Homa and Homa battled and took it back. Uh, did Cam Smith make it stress-free? 
Absolutely. Another moment that felt like a turning point to me, Travis, was the drive on 15 that he was so wide we got in the other fairway. Well, Rom, who was trying, you know, hit a probably a far more accurate drive, gets in that bunker, has to just pop it out. And and that, you know, literally started, you know, have him sort of spiraling a bit and his chip on on 16. But you got I mean, he's he's been up against it so many times. Things haven't gone his way to to recount the amount of things that went his way yesterday in finding this win yep. really did feel nice. I'll even acknowledge 15 green Cam Smith lips out a putt. Mm. He would have birdied 15, 16 and 17 to go to 18 up a stroke. Um, not to say Tony didn't have some bad luck with a lip out or two also, but finally water found its, its level with, with Cam Smith. Uh, wow. With, with Tony Finau. Mm -hmm. Um, and it's, it's great to see. And let me ask you this now, Travis, because a lot of the jokes get end. Great guys are winning tournaments. Hey, Abe answer, Tony Finau, Scotty Scheffler feels too young to sort of put a label on him. So, I mean, yes, I think Scheffler is the best player in the world without a win. Yeah. But who who's wearing the label the hardest? Is it Scheffler? I'm no, not ready Scheffler's to throw in dirt on Scotty. Yeah, I think Scheffler's going to start to pick that up now, for sure. He lost his cover, right? The two guys in the yeah. foxhole are gone. Yep, I agree. <laughs> no, I totally agree with that. I think Scheffler's the guy. And I think with this win, with Finau, he's actually now number six in the Ryder cup standings, he's moved all the way up to six and all the way up to number one, by the way, in the FedEx cup out of nowhere. He, he's the leader now for the 15 million here in a couple weeks. But I, I think this win, can we just put the end of the discussion of Kevin Kisner? I think it puts that away unless Kiz, I guess, wins this week, perhaps it fires it back up. I, I, I guess. Right. I mean, I don't think Kisner belongs in the to, team. You'd have to win to get it his name back yeah. into not having red ink through it. Yeah. Fair, fair enough. Has to win this week. Scheffler for sure has to win this week for sure. I think Webb for sure has to win this week to even enter the discussion. But I also think this win, Jeff kind of, I don't think it helped Berger. I don't think it helped Daniel Berger as well as Tony Finau is for sure a lock to be on the team. Yeah, Finau's in. He even got the call from Strick yesterday while celebrating yep. with the trophy. Is a nice scene. Strick, yeah, you knit like Strick acknowledged probably how hard of a tournament this was pre whoever won that that this week really did matter um, mm -hmm. as it should have. And you are right. A guy I love, Berger, is on the bubble right now. It's uh, maybe even English and Cantley are sleeping a little more nervous. And the people who are certain about Phil, uh, I mean, I don't know. I don't know whose spot you could say Finau locked up, but I, all, a few guys uh, that, that sort of took a few chips off their ledger. Well, let's say Finau six. All right. So your top six, Colin, DJ, Bryson, Kepka, Thomas, Finau. We're going to talk about all these guys here as we go go to the BMW, but now you got Shoffley at seven. He's in Spieth at eight. He's in. I think English is in at nine. Personally. I, I think he's in. I will give you that. I don't, I don't really want to dispute it. Yeah. So her, so we've got three spots. I, I think this illness with Patrick Reed he's got double pneumonia. That's serious stuff. And the people taking shots at Reed on Twitter, you're trash. You're absolute trash. 
You know, I mean, it's just, it's garbage. Patrick Reed is in the hospital uh, right now with double pneumonia, as I understand. So, um, or bilateral pneumonia. So where's that going to take Reed? He's certainly not playing this week. He's not playing next week. Um, then you have the off week. So where does that leave Reed? I think that's a, that's going to be a question mark. I think before this, I felt like Reed was a lock as well. I just feel like his record win equity. I mean, the guy just gets it. I mean, he is all things to me, big time level of golf, put the weight on my back. Let's go represent the USA. He's captain America for crying out. Anyway. So, so he's out there. Then he got Cantley at 11 and he got Berger at 12 and he got Webb Simpson at 13 and Scheffler at 14. So, you know, there's your burger right at 12. And what I was saying earlier, I think Simpson and Scheffler, if either one of those guys wins this week, my goodness, Daniel Berger, you're on the outside looking in. Yeah, that would be uh, jarring for me, but I'd have to accept the reality. I'm such a a die on the hill of burger for this team, Travis. You look his. <laughs> oh, I love you, man. The passion. <laughs> no, but I mean the T10 at the players, the T10 yeah. like the the results at the Open, the U.S. Yeah. Open, the WGCs. Every time the best players get together, he really does um, play his best. He has two wins in the calendar year. Since COVID, so does Cantley, yep. so does English. Right. Fair. Right? Yeah, um, fair. And I guess if you want to take the sample down s- shorter, Cantley and English technically have two in the actual PGA Tour season. So he could be behind those guys. And I, I'm nervous. I would yeah. take Berger. Yeah. I think Stricker is going to take Phil. I wouldn't take Phil. I agree with that. I totally agree with that. And it's unfortunate because Phil does not belong in this team right now. This doesn't. No, and it also, I really do believe for all the naysayers about USA golf, Travis, the team that I want to send to Whistling Straits would only have one member with more than three Ryder Cups, and that would be Dustin Johnson, Mm. which means the past to me means nothing. Everyone is like one and one, and Spieth is one and two. This era of usa golf in my opinion deserves an opportunity to overwhelm europe literally on that golf course i mean it overwhelm them don't like just just overwhelm them with talent i don't think there's a sport in the world that the u.s could make a claim that could be more dominant in than golf like in the nba there's more than two guys in the top 10 players in the league who are an american right um, so I deserve this. I believe that this, that this group deserves that opportunity. And I'm an, I'm a Canadian who loves, who's always bet Europe in the Ryder cup. Always. I even took the loss on Hazeltine thinking I got to just auto Europe. It usually works, but I I'm looking, I, I don't, I Hatton didn't even make this week. Fitzpatrick got eliminated. There's like three I, Europeans still in this top 70. It's. I think it's going to be a a scene if Stricker wants to just overwhelm them with talent. They totally should, um, and, and and I hope that's what happens. I mean, the USA team is is stacked, and with Finau a lock, you know, Whistling Straits going to be set up. It's going to be big. Step up there, red ass with the driver all day, you know, and and get it out there. No rough. Let the irons go to work. 
off you go. I, I do think this Finau win, and I I tweeted this, I can't remember on Saturday or something. I can't remember what the days are right now, but I said the Finau Kepka four ball, I think is 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 a great team. You know, they were great um in the Ryder Cup in Europe. And I, I like the Kepka Finau four ball back to back days. Kepka, the dog, solid. Finau just just wing it, dude. Go make a hundred birdies. Go make a hundred birdies. I mean, that's, you know, it just, you know, Finau relaxed is must see TV on the golf course. The dude hit shots. I mean, my God, that four iron on the par five. What? Like, I mean, that's just like, there's not many guys that can do that. You know, that can overwhelm a golf course like that. And I just think the Kepka mark it down. Those two are playing four ball both days. I love it. It makes total sense. It made even more sense before Fino had this big win. Right. You had this like like this ultimate winner versus yep. the guy. Like it was almost this perfect thing for Fino. Yep. Um, but I mean, Fino's a, a whole discussion in and of itself at the moment. Are we expecting floodgates from the guy now? <laughs> like a monkey is off his back? Or was he a guy that always struck you? He didn't take the losses as hard as other people wanted him to or is even as hard as me like a huge fan you know he's a devout in his religion he's got an enormous family obviously the money is always nice studs direct deposits even coming in 40th place but i don't don't think he wore the losses as hard as as other golfers have in the past that i don't know that it's a floodgates thing but i can only imagine him with sunday confidence and and intrinsic belief that no i'll make the up and down and i'll hit the 28 footer that i didn't hit last couple years yeah i don't think he's like the world-class putter yet you know to quite warrant the next shelf you know but he's he's an improved putter i've been saying it all year you know he gets a beat down on his putting and it's like look Finau's putting has gotten better like he's becoming a better putter it's all situational with him if if he overcomes it from a situational standpoint, then yeah, the floodgates just might open up. I really like him on bent grass. I mean, so why not once again this week at Caves Valley? Um, this could be this is gonna be another good spot for him. Um and certainly at Whistling Straits, it's gonna be a great spot for him. So we could talk for a long time on on the Ryder Cup. It's 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 coming up. This is the last week, keep in mind, for the players to accumulate points. So Webb Simpson. Scotty Scheffler, Daniel Berger, guys on the bubble. Let's go. Let's get a move because your opportunity uh, is right now as we turn the page to Caves Valley. Olympia Fields last year, that place was a beast, that rough. Remember, Rom won at minus four. I've been making some calls about Caves Valley. Um, used to teach Fred Funk. He's from Maryland. We talked for a long time this morning. He's played it. And he says it's the best golf course uh, in Maryland for sure. And, um, you know, he says, look, 7,500 yards, not that long. He he says it's pretty, these fairways are going to be pretty generous. I don't think the rough will be as long as it was last year. There'll be some rough, but there's some, there's some room off the tee here. Um, a lot of bunkers, some good bunker complexes, some good green complexes, obviously not much water, but, you know, historically, Jeff, we've seen, 2019, 25 under, 2018, 20 under, 2017, 23 under, 2016, 23 under, 2015, 22 under. <laughs> I mean, the tour wants to see birdies, right? They they want to see birdies. 
I think, I think you're going to let the big dog hit here off the tee, iron play, get the hot putter. We're back into the twenties here this week. What do you think? Yeah, I agree. And I think in a perfect world, the PGA tour wants, you know, two or three of these top eight guys going head to head on a yeah. showdown Sunday um, to set up that drama that we've had a few years at, at this um, tournament. Although recall last year played incredibly, incredibly um, difficult, but, yeah. but I agree with you. I guess my only question did, 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 did Fred have any course comps? Uh, th- like, are there anything you could compare this place to Travis? Because when we go to courses we haven't seen before, yeah. it's frustrating from a DFS or betting perspective. I love seeing past winning scores. I love seeing who's won there before. It just shows you the player type. Um, you know, it helps you find find a lane. So, based yeah. on what you've said, based on what I've read, I just think it's like you said, it's it's red ass with the bombers. Um, avoid the bunkers. Uh, they they should have some forgiving situations to to really score here. He didn't give me a specific comp. I asked him the comparison to Olympia Fields. He said, "Well, he says, yeah, there there's some similarities there." He says, "But you got more room off Cage Valley, off the tee. You got much more room." And uh, the he doesn't think the roughs will be that long there. You know, he, he said the rough was fairly long when they played the um, U.S. Uh, they played the um, senior players there, and but. I don't think it's going to be the rough that we saw a year ago. So I, I, I think he was leaning a little bit to what you were saying. It's going to be set up for these big names to be battling down the stretch. And when I hear that, it's red ass off the tee. And we're going into the 20s, people, because it's going to be hot there. Little chance of rain on Saturday. I don't think Maryland got hit quite as hard um, as we saw up there in the um, New Jersey, New York area with the storm. So Big fairways, 7,500. Here comes the driver. Here comes strokes gain approach. You do got some big par fours here. Like, you know, usual, there's going to be the 450 to 500 yard par fours, but I think they're going to chew up the par fives. And, um, and I think there's a couple par fours that you'll see some interesting play. I think they'll be trying to bomb the driver down there, trying to cut the corner and, and, and see if how close they can get it. So, all right, let's get into it. Matchup. Here's what we do. We've got only 70 players, no cut this week. And um, we'll go through each level of pricing, probably touch on just about every player here. And then we'll give you kind of our top pick here from, from each one as we open it up here. John Rahm, no surprise, the big favorite, 11,700. Uh, Shoffley, 11,100. Spieth, probably the most experienced here at 10,800. He's played this course a number of times with his Under Armour contract. And he's talked about it um, quite a bit. So Justin Thomas, 10,600. Finally, the putter wakes up for JT a bit. DJ at 10,400. Kepka, 10-2. And Morikawa, 10,000. And uh, reveals that he's got a little bit of a back issue. So uh, when you look at this, I think to me, Jeff, it was nice to see Justin make some putts, at least on Thursday. To see the ball go in had to be a nice feeling for him to start building some confidence with the putter because it's really hurt him. I still think DJ's reeling a bit. Um, Spieth back to some weird golf, back to back triples, Morikawa back injury, some, you know, question marks there early to me though. Rom, I know top number, not saying I'm going to play him, but he's clearly the number one player in the world. And a bit surprising down the stretch with a couple of the things that he did. 
Yeah, that being said, in his first event off a month's rest, uh, he looked great. Yeah. Uh, and you could make the case in all these events, be it the Open Championship, the Scottish Open, uh, there was a road to his victory in all of them, including last week. Um, so it's almost like the U.S. Open, just that one win feels like he is, uh, at disappointment's a crazy word, but it does feel like based on how much he's been knocking, it, maybe there could have been more. But it also shows us winning is hard. It's yeah. just hard in trying to defend Finau before he won. Or won. Yeah, winning is hard, but I'm with you. I think you're on the right track. In this range, Dustin, uh, sorry, uh, Justin Thomas would be the guy that I'm looking at. Uh, he did get that confidence with the putter. He has had some lulls within the rounds. What he did in that um, would have been the Saturday round, round three, where it was a really horrible start. And he, uh, he showed a lot. From, and I saw so much from him in just that two under second round, uh, third round, to know that, in my opinion, he would be the guy over 10K that I would be most attracted to, assuming you're not willing to pull the trigger on Rob. Yeah. Where are we at with Xander? You know, we we saw him win the gold medal, of course. And and I think like Finau, I think he needed to put that away for some confidence. He struggled late on Sundays uh, to some degree. Uh, top 20, I think, last week. And you go back to St. Jude, 46th. I mean, just kind of some, I don't know, outside of the Olympics, which wasn't a great field. Um, few guys there. Xander not playing his best golf either. And we know Eastlake is knocking and no one plays Eastlake better than Xander Shoffley. So, you know, are we thinking maybe a little move here from Xander to position himself to go to a course that he's been really, really good at to try to win this 15 million? Yeah, I like Xander a lot this week. I mean, who? it's hard not to like Xander any week. He's so consistent in trying to guess who would have been second behind Rom. My guess was actually Xander just based on the consistency you even mentioned. It looks like pieces of his game weren't really there this weekend. He still has a fantastic result that feels maybe sometimes like a bit of an under uh, achievement, but he's maybe the most reliable guy you could, you could roster in some regards. I like to go boomer bust though. So I sometimes swerve off him. <laughs> so JT's your guy. You're going to, you're going to, for the value, you're going to come down 1100 JT. Rom certainly at 11-7. I mean, Rom just looks, I, I was a little surprised, you know, down the stretch. But like you said, it's hard to win. But my God, you go back to that Saturday on the par five, hits a perfect second yeah. shot. It's short by a foot. If that ball carries a foot, I'm telling you, he, he probably makes eagle. It and that's a four-shot swing. Crazy. You're, you, you could be on to something there. Um, you could be on to something. And yeah, he's been outstanding. He, he uh, he's probably worth the price. I would probably do a few things with him, but the guy most probably going to have the most volume in this range would be Justin. Yeah. Yeah. Rom is, is clearly the best player right now, uh, the most consistent player. And I was a little concerned coming off that month break, what he would look like, but my God, I mean, he just autopilot, autopilot drive. Perfect fade. I mean, he just aims left three yard fade, you know, wedges, perfect distance control. Putter looks fantastic. And he's just like autopilot, autopilot, autopilot comes up. He hits that long iron. He's walking. He's like, that's perfect. Comes up short. It was like, just like someone just zapped him. That's golf though. Fell out of the sky a little early. 
Yeah, I, I like JT in this range. I'd probably give Kepka um, a little a little look um, after that. So, uh, little JT Kepka, you think head to head here with op- the obvious Rom um, in the distance? That's probably where I would be, but I can tell you. I could be skipping all of the 11 and 10 and really just have a, in the early builds that I've tried to make, it's a lot of uh, guys in the nines that, that have it. And it almost in those lower nines. So I'm excited to build my lineups this week, even though it's a no cut event and I can't stand them. Mm -hmm. uh, Cause I like, you know, a, the cut sweat on Friday and B, even though I'm so, I'm not very good at this. I like the DraftKings aspect of it. I love the the whole like telling myself it's not that hard to get guys through the cut, and it's always so hard. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> Fantasy golf is tough. My goodness. Finau opens up the nine thousands at ninety eight hundred. Don't sleep on Finau. He might just come out and win this thing by four. Louis, Louis gonna play ninety six. Cam Smith, 95, playing the best golf of his career. I, I think he'll just continue to play good. I, I really do. Rory, 94. Big week for Rory. I think he's 28th right now. He's got to play good. Uh, Bryson, 93. What I see, 32 to 1 on Bryson to win? Yeah, I'm already there. Okay. I thought you would be. Cantley, 92. Cantley's got a, you know, I, I would put Cantley on the team right now, but look. Web wins, Berger wins. Cantley's got a. You better let's let's see something here, Patrick. Let's see something. Hovland, ninety-one, new putter and bag. I'm sure. There's your boy Berger, nine thousand. So you like this range? You've already got a win ticket on Bryson. Yeah. Um. How about Rory here? Win ticket? Uh, I'm tempted on Rory. There are also some pretty high 25, 28 to ones on Rory mm-hmm. at a course that I've seen people mention quail hollow a bit in the day and a half here, Travis, as a potential, okay. uh, course comp. I am, I don't really, that's not really my bag in debating that. So I, I, I sort of just concede to people who, who see courses like, actually unlike myself so what would you think of that course comp i mean i've never seen caves valley um that would help but i mean i've seen it on it's on the website yeah i mean there's yeah maybe a little bit i I don't know enough about it to really you know give you that full comp yet um but Uh, that would be one that i think you could throw in the hat for sure yeah i i mean i've tried building lineups with all of these guys, essentially, I'll put that out there that I've tried like a Rory Bryson Hovland burger. And then I'm left with an average of 66 for two. And I play Huston Swafford. And then it goes up to like one more guy at 68, like an ultimate stars and scrubs. Cause I love this nine K yeah. range, even dropping into the high eights. Like it's so tempting for me. I'm worried. It's going to be so popular. Bryson at what 9,300? Yeah. That could be 50%. So maybe I just have my outright ticket on Bryson and avoid him in DraftKings now that I'm talking myself through this with you as we've just had numbers released not too long ago. Bryson at 9,300 is oh, going to be owned through the moon. It's going to get tattered. I mean, you know, Bryson 31st last week, 
Total birdies, well. though, man. Total birdies. Approach game was was solid. Bryson just has no touch around the greens. He's got no touch. His short game's gotten worse. Um, his approach wedge play has gotten worse. That's just continues to be the area. And then the only thing you hear from his camp, and then I watch on social media, is he's at the long drive guy working on his driver, and then he gets into the long drive competition. I think that's great for the long drive competition. I'm all for it. But I don't ever hear anything. You know, Bryson is working on his wedge game. <laughs> working on a short game. Like, that's what I want to hear. Like, dude, that's your opportunity. And I don't ever hear that. All I hear is this is going to help him hit the ball further. He's going to play and he's going to do this long drive comp. It's like, okay. All right. You know? And yet statistically, the dude hasn't gained strokes in short games since May. It's concerning. I mean, think about that. And he's such a diligent worker. He's so data based approach that you would think that the light bulb would go off there to fit a, um, you know, to put the time and effort into, into fixing into, into getting that right. Did you, did you listen to the podcast I did with Mike shy his longtime coach? Go back and listen to the first part. It's very revealing. I will. It's um, about the Bryson mentality and how it worked. Very revealing. It was, it, was, it was one of the better podcasts we've done. We did it, what, three, four weeks ago, I think. We did a two-part series. The second one was about the evolution of Bryson's swing. The first one was about coaching Bryson. It's, it's, uh, it's really good. Yeah. 93. He's still going to get tattered. Um, so maybe I go uh, up. Uh, Rory might be the guy or even just pivot under Bryson with, with Cantley and, or Hovland who I like very much as well. And Berger this week. I like all those guys a lot. Those are the guys yeah. that are pretty much making up the debate of my outright bets. Well, Berger's Berger's is hitting the ball extremely well polished um i think has become more of a complete player this year with his work with um cameron mccormick look i'm 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 a burger guy too i i'm i'm waiting for that next shelf win outside of memphis um for burger you know like fina we wanted to see another win we don't really care where it was just just didn't don't just don't make it the puerto rico open um you know, and, and he stepped up and now he's got that next shelf Northern trust. And I think now Berger's in that category. We've seen what four wins from Daniel and three or four. And now it's, it's, it's time to, to take that, uh, that next leap. Cantley has, Cantley has shown that level of consistency and he's yeah, put together some sure. good wins. So he's got that leg up. Hovland's has been consistent. A little surprise. Were you surprised to see him break his putter? Yeah, because he's really done a lot. He's really smiled making a lot of triples that you were like, yeah. that's going to get you. You're already kind of out of it. Like, that's going to torque you. Yep. Um, but, hey, it just shows we're all part of it. I don't care what he shot in that fourth round. Um, he's still – I still can't quit the guy, whether it be bets or, or, um, or DraftKings. Let's take a second to talk about the folks over at Encore Golf. Encore has earned a reputation across the golf industry and with golfers everywhere for its combination of value, performance, and customer service. Their team in Buffalo, New York, 
is flipping the script on golf technology through perimeter-weighted balls made with the high-density particles and proprietary nanotransitional layer offering players enhanced accuracy, control, and distance. Encore recently added the Vero X1 to its suite of award-winning golf balls, one that already included the Golf Digest Gold-Rated Elixir and Low Compression Avant 55. Through its full suite of golf balls, Encore can help transform any golfer's game. Visit EncoreGolf.com backslash Travis Fulton for more info about Encore and start revolutionizing your game. Now back to the Stripe Show podcast. His worst surface has definitely been no question when you look at his putting splits um, and he only lost one last week at Northern trust. This is a little run though here. His putting has definitely been an issue. There's a run here of three or four events where the putter has let him down. So, and I think, you know, sometimes when you, when you get that streak of bad putting, then you start, you see it leak a little bit into the other parts of the game. I don't know if we're there yet with the approach game, but his short game and his putting has definitely has been the Achilles heel for sure. This week back on bent grass greens. I think, I think I'm going to, I think I'm going to pass on Hovland. I certainly like Berger down here at the bottom and Cam Smith. I, I was on him last week and I'm probably going to be I'm probably going to be back on him again this week although Louis back in the field I think Louis can it's so easy just to overlook him but every time he shows up it's a top 10 I mean every time the dude shows up why didn't he play last week did have we gotten any further insight I'm just he just probably wanted to make sure he was 100% I don't I'm not really sure Travis I will I will say there's probably in a lane of an opportunity that's going to develop in DraftKings for for all of those guys probably more Kawa Finau Louie and Cam Smith in that people are probably like my first instinct like just blindly potentially more attractive to those guys below them, you know, going all the way into those high eight thousands, right. From mm-hmm. Rory down, I think we'll see higher levels. So like Cam Smith and Louie being priced higher than Rory and Bryson and Cantley. I don't know. We'll see how people react to that. If they're willing to just bite their lip and take a golfer, you know, just take a, just take the higher price golfer. They feel people won't be on. Berger lost five and a half putting last week. One of the best iron players in the world this summer, though. I mean, he is phenomenal piercing it with the irons. All right, I'll give you I'm, I'm going to give you, I'm going to give you Berger in this range in the 9,000s. Who are you going to take? Is that, was that you're going to be your guy? Yeah, let's, let's do it. I'm going to have my money on, on Berger as well. So, okay. uh, and Bryson's just going to be way too owned. I'll, I'll have to I'll have to swallow him on DraftKings. I'll have to just watch that happen, and hopefully he can just win the tournament for me. Yeah, and like last week, I'll, I'll get back on Cam a little bit. I think it's easy to overlook. Cam's playing great. He's playing his best golf of his career. Has been, um, you know, that big drive on. I, I don't think it's going to slow him down. I, I think he's just going to keep going. All right, eight thousands. There's Scheffler, eighty nine. A lot of heat on him. Matsuyama, eighty eight. There's answer. We talked about him. He won earlier. 87. Connors, 86. Webb, big week. Got to win. 85. Harris English, no respect. 8,400. 
Sam Burns, 83. Paul Casey, 82. Neiman, 81. Sunjai, no thanks, 8,000. Take me to a name or two in the eights. Uh, yeah, I, I, there, well, I'll go high and low. I, I can't Cut. quit Hideki in some regards. I just think he's been really consistent. And, you know, to me, if you almost just get that neutral putting, you're satisfied. There've just been some big numbers when you feel like we're just about to get into a golf tournament. Seriously, he has gone sideways, but I'm not quitting that one bit. And all the way at the bottom of the range, Neiman at 8,100, Maybe things are getting a little wonky, Travis, but uh, on a course that I believe is really going to benefit the long hitters, we've seen this guy in featured groups putting it out there with DJ uh, sometimes. You know, he's a finesse player. I don't think he gets enough credit for for how deep of a, how big of a hitter he can be. So Neiman at 8,100 um, going high-low here. I think that's a good point on um, on Neiman. For sure, at 81. You know, I I just, there it is right there, pulling up here. There's Burns. Been solid off the tee, solid iron game. The guy can putt. I mean, he didn't have a great putting week last week, still finished 21st. I like him better on Bermuda than I do Bent, but I just like the player Burns is becoming. I think he's the real deal. I really do. I just think he's long enough. I think his iron game is solid and I think he can putt. And when I can get that, sign me up. And and I was on him last week. I'm probably going to be on him again this week to keep the good play going at 83. I just Webb scares me a little bit with the driver. We know there were some health issues with Webb. He is a hundred percent. He hurt me last week. Um, but the driver's been the issue. And Webb can't be short and crooked. You know, that's that doesn't work. And when when Webb starts doing you know this stuff with the driver it's over because he's not hitting it far enough so we saw that a little bit last week still made the cut but that just concerns me he it's 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 plagued him a little bit this year and it certainly plagued him again um last week scheffler 89 that's my boy i'm gonna stay with him i'm gonna stay with him i'm gonna stay with him i like the driver i think he's he disappointed me with a, a little bit last week I've I've come off of players a little too early in the past, but I'm not going to do it with Scheffler. I'm a believer in Scheffler. I'm a believer in Burns, and those are the two I'll give you high and low. I got to say with Scheffler, I mean, just on a, a joking but not joking narrative, answer Fina winning, it almost feels like Scheffler's got to get this. Yeah. Um, got to get this one. I can't say anything negative about either of those picks, both highly considered players um yeah. yeah even Corey connor is getting a little less hype but still in that range such a smooth player but but uh i like the four that we've brought forth here the um the scheffler last week kind of like burger um yeah i mean just phenomenal off the tee approach game okay but then you get that big negative number and putting so it's just you know that's the that's the deal that's how it works you know it's like the putter failed me this week, you know how many times that you know how many times a PGA Tour player says that? Man, I hit it good, but I couldn't make a putt. You know how many times we say that as a player, right? It's just part of the game, and you run into that, so you've got to hit it right with the putter. Didn't hit it right last week, but we'll stay on him this week. All right, in the sevens, 
Let's just go down the list here. Stop me when you hear a name that you like. Okay. Yep. Lowry's at 79. Lowry's been good to me. Played good last week. I was on him. Love him. Henley, 78. That dude like putting with his foot last week or what? Yeah, I'm not really sure. Maybe <laughs> just, you know, still eating a bit of the previous week's results. I'm expecting a pretty nice week from from Henley. Yeah. I almost would have made him my my suggestion here, but I'm going to have you stopping and next time you say a name. The Coke Rack? 78? 7800 for Coke Rack. Um just a guy that that I'm just blindly playing trying to pick my lane on the guys I'll want to roster and maybe have some outrights on Travis big hitters hit yeah. a mile, get it out there. He profile. He's a poor man's version of, um, you know what I'll be paying 35, 40 to one for, or I guess in this case into the high eights for he's just a poor man's version of, of the skill set I'm looking for this week. Well, you know, you know, you know, he can get it going with a driver. It's plagued him a little bit as of late, but the driver's been is usually pretty good. He's taught himself how to putt. Iron game, okay. You know, he can hit some he can hit some short game shots that make you scratch your head. Um, but yeah, I I, Coke, I mean, look, the guy's won twice. You know, I mean, he's I think he's a great play. Poor man's version. I like that. Norin 77. You feel like Norin's got some stuff to play for right now for on the Ryder Cup, speaking of. I, you know, he's kind of in that spot, had a good week last week. Um, can he continue to play well? Bradley 77. Keep in mind, Keegan's won this tournament back in 2018. You know, you're going to get the driver. You know, you're going to get the irons. Played okay last week. I'll probably play Bradley. Yeah, I've I've seen a few people I like already trying to point me in the direction of Bradley. You would be another, so maybe I should triple check <laughs> that one when we're done here, Travis. I totally get it. There's a, I mean, I've Ross, yeah, team no putt. It's seventy five hundred. If you get a bit of a roll, um, you could clearly. It it wouldn't take much of a putter performance to outperform that price point. And have him, you know, contend a Bradley Eclipse. Yeah. It's just it, right? I mean, you have this conversation every week. It's, can he give me, can he just keep his eyeballs above water, right? With the putter. I mean, that's all you're asking for. Um, Feels like it. It feels like a good course for Keegan. Um, At 77. There's Nas, 76. Sergio, 76. Fingali just keeps playing well, 75. EVR, 75. On Sergio here, Travis. Okay. Did a lot of talking of the Americans. Uh, a lot of people, as we get really close to Europe, unfortunate for them, none of those back-end players made a case. Robert McIntyre might have been the only one. We waited all summer for a few guys to rise they never really did, which has left, which has left Potty in a position to really just have to rely on his veterans, right? Poulter, mm-hmm. Sergio, Rose, maybe Robin McIntyre steals Rose's spot. Do you have a, you could, could you see it going any way differently? Because they're probably just going to bring that whole band back together again, play the hits yeah. one more time <laughs> on a on a on a team on a legendary success run. 
you could argue they just deserve to group them together one last time. That's what it's, that's what it feels like. You know, that's what it feels like. I, I think, I think, I think Sergio and Rose are, will be, will be on. Well, Poulter's a lock, right? Yeah, and Poulter's on. Yeah. We, we know that. Um, so they'll ignore taking the young guy, a course, a better course fit potentially for McIntyre. Tells Patty he's healthy. I think Padraig would take him. McIntyre. No, if Ro- like I, to me, it's Rose or McIntyre. Well, I think um, I'll take Rose. I think Sergio's ahead of Rose, despite yeah. Rose's great week a couple weeks ago. I still think Sergio is probably ahead of Rose. And it becomes Rose or McIntyre. And if Rose is if Rose tells Potty he's healthy, he doesn't have to play every session. Yeah. He's been battling a lot. I don't think Rose would do two a days, but I think he would get the spot. I agree. I agree. Um and Rose, I mean, Rose didn't even make the playoffs this year. To your point earlier in the opener about it's overwhelm these guys. Yeah. With with the play. Um yeah, I think I think I think Rose is in. I, I do. But I do think Norin continue to play well. Yeah, he can make a case, but he I don't can know. make a case. I like Norin. I don't want I respect to say he'd have game. to win to get it, but he'd have to probably put together another like T five, T ten here yeah. and kick that can down the road for another week of can Norin do it, maybe steal a spot. Yeah, I yeah, I think it has to be a at least a it has to be a T5. Yeah, T5, T10 to really make that case. Um, all right. But if Norin's in form, man, he is a form player who rides his form. So, I mean, geez, if he puts up another couple of weeks here, again, he's a form player. He rides that form. He, I, I would expect him to take it into the into the tournament. So, yeah. fourth last week, uh, approach game was good. Positive 8.7, blitzed it with the putter. You know, we know that's probably not going to maintain. Had two missed cuts coming into that, fourth at the Rocket Mortgage. A lot of top 25s there in the middle. Um, it's interesting. You know, it really is. Um, I like Norn. I like watching him. I've questioned Rose's just where is he at in his passion for the game to some degree, you know, this year and some of his decision-making that he's made leaving Taylor made leaving Foley, like just what, you know, like he was on top of the world. And and now now all of a sudden he just feels like he's scrambling a little bit. Um, So where's that commitment level to the game? I'm sure it's fine, but for Justin Rose to miss the FedEx cup playoffs, let me say that again. That doesn't even sound right. I mean, he missed that putt. He missed what a six, seven footer on the last and last coming event in there to give, uh, you know, to lose the spot, but Hey, that, that, them, them, the breaks. I, uh, I don't know. I've been going to Sergio a lot and he's always letting me down. I think I'm finally jumping off. I think I'm finally jumping off in the seven K's for me. It, it still feels like, uh, Norin and all the way at the bottom would Hoffman would be, let's keep going here. So, EVR 75, no interest? No. Horschel 74. A little bit. Varner, no surprise last week. Played well, 74. Harmon 73. Nah. 
champ, 73. I mean, I guess you can make the case he's a bit of a the type that I'm looking for, but yeah. I'm not I'm not there. I think I would go Streelman at 72 more than I would Harmon, Varner, or Horschel. Streelman's been solid, playing well. Yeah, well, he's been he's been showing up. Uh he's had a fantastic year. He's yeah. been showing up. I got to say, and how I believe I'm going to be rostering my teams this week, Travis, this is a bit of a naked range for me because I think I'm really going to be above this and have to really figure out my scrubs in the 6Ks. Mm-hmm. I don't think I'm going to have many 7K guys rostered just in, in my early looks on, on my construct. Kisner, 72. Vegas, 71. We've seen him fly up the board early. Yep. In a lot of tournaments. Siwoo, 71. Hoffman rallied late last week at 7,000. I mean, gosh. Yeah. Charlie Hoffman's at 7,000? That would be my pick. You have to, don't you? Yeah. Hoffman, Kokrak. Yeah. He's Hoffman's gotten longer. He's Iron Games fine. Decent. I mean, yeah. I mean, 7,000. That's a no brainer. Charlie Hoffman. Definitely got to be, I, I think you got to be playing. Uh, who am I missing here? Oh, I'm sorry. McNeely. That's another one. I, I, I could see myself playing a little Maverick here too. at 7,000. Yeah. I mean, you mentioned the distance, not that brute, right. Of, of a course potentially. And, and that's where Mav has kind of had his success. Mm-hmm. He's been coming on late. Eileen Hoffman. <laughs> Mav, uh, Gosh, you look at him here. I'm just looking through his his stuff here. Off the tee. Last, uh, let's see, 36 rounds. He's going to be in the top 10. Strokes in off the tee. Sand save. Great. He's always, he's a good bonker player. He got a lot of bonkers here. A lot of fairways. Strokes gain par five right there. I could play McNeely. I like McNeely. I like McNeely and Hoffman at the bottom here. Seven thousands. Sign me up. For those two, I'm going to play a little Keegan Bradley as well, and I'm going to play a little Jason Kokrak. Yeah, I'm probably going to go Kokrak, Mav, Hoffman. But I don't even know that I'll get to Kokrak because I mentioned how I think my builds are going to go. But Mav and Hoffman at 7K could probably find their way onto, onto a handful of my teams. All right, so let's get into the sixes. Is there? Do you already have a couple guys pegged that – you're looking at you don't don't say you're gonna say phil mickelson aren't you at 60 <laughs> uh no i'm not going to say phil mickelson uh sort of even closer to the bottom is where i have a bit of attention aaron wise i agree uh in sort of like a pro a profile i've been talking about yeah uh it's no cut so hopefully that triple like doesn't you know make me miss a cut and lose of six of six and we can make it back and um, Rick Gaiman was putting some sweet nuggets into my ear about Hudson Swafford. Uh, so I want to trust Rick and I need as much as I can based on stars and scrubs. And I believe he's the second cheapest player in the whole freaking field. He is 6,000. So Hudson Swafford had uh, him on the podcast last week. Oh, so there we got to We got to the vibes, the bump, the strike. I think when, you know, and, and Hudson talked about this, uh, his uh his ball striking here lately has been really good and 
one of the things Hudson does is he gets the face, kind of gets a little open, starts flipping it. I think he struggled with that middle of the summer there. Now he's like he's cleaned some things up, face a little bit better. Last two weeks, he's hit the ball exceptionally well, exceptionally well in the approach game. Um, you know, he gained six at Wyndham, gained five at Northern Trust, T11. Match that up with a putter. You don't lose three and a half last week. You're probably right there. Yeah. I, I mean, I totally, that's, yeah. he's hitting the ball good enough to win. I totally agree, Travis. Yep. There's a few guys. I'm actually, you can talk me into Munoz, who seems to, when he makes a cut, play really well. Um, and this being a no cut, I guess he gets to play four rounds. So he's a guy who brings boomer bust, but in the no cut, that, 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 that floor uh, isn't nearly, nearly as low. So I don't mind that one bit. And, you know, popular and trying to maybe stay off a guy who could be popular in this range. I am worried wise might be that guy. Yeah. But Keith Mitchell off the great week at 6,500. I'm sure people will be attracted to. We got a lot of TV time on Sundays Yeah. in round four. I keep calling it Sunday in the fourth round as people were trying to find out who was going to win the golf tournament. Keith Mitchell's a Keith Mitchell is a, is the <laughs> definition of a streaky putter. I mean, you, you watch him, man, he'll, you'll go from negative four to plus five back to negative three back to plus five. I mean, it's just a roller coaster. You know, this course, he's a great driver. He's long, you know, he can, he can get it out there. Um, approach game always. I think the question mark with him, put it pretty good to the last three weeks. Yeah, I agree. He's going to get some play. He's a guy that I had circled. Um, I was all over Aaron wise last week. I'll be all over him again this week. Um, I, I think I agree with Gammon on Swafford. I, I had him circled just, we had him on podcast and some of the, that resurgence of his ball striking and um, it's, it's real. I mean, he's, he's hitting the ball very well right now. Well enough to win. He matched it up with a putter. Hudson Swafford is going to be there folks um, come late Sunday. Um, if he's making some putts. I'm actually, the more I'm thinking about it, my exposure to Hudson Swafford is going to be enormous. Yeah. He's the cheapest player in the field. I love it. it that, that could allow me to do, to stack like four of those guys at the nines, take Swaff daddy. And then one of those guys in the low sevens that we like, yeah. oh, I'm excited to build. I'm excited yeah. to build. Well, yeah. I mean, I think it's accurate. I think I, I would. I think I'm going to play Hudson for sure. I had him circled, um, had him circled last week. And I, and I like Munoz too. He was the other guy at 67. I, I do like Munoz. I do. Um, I think Munoz is, is carrying himself nicely right now. He missed the cut at the open, but outside of that fourth at the deer 29th at the Wyndham 21st last week. I mean, I think he's, it seems like, it seems like with with uh, Sebastian right now, like Hudson, there's a there's there's some there's a heater happening here with the ball striking. Like it's just going it's going up, you know. Like they've that's what you see. They discover some stuff, they get it going, right, and then then they can sustain that. And that and this is certainly the time that you want it. I, I don't think he's quite as streaky as a putter as a Keith Mitchell. He he tends to, you know, be a little bit on either side of it as far as zero, but um, that's okay. I'll take Munoz uh, here. I'll take Munoz at 67 in the top 20. Sign me up. Yeah, no, every time Munoz makes a cut, he seems to have a quality week inside that T25. Um, and it's no cut. So if, uh, my, you don't need to sell me that hard on 
on Munoz. I like him a lot. I, uh, I like, I like the 6,000 range more than the seven. And yeah. maybe that's just me having convinced myself of that though, but we'll find out. All right. Just pulling up um, one more here. What are you making McKinsey Hughes? Like, that's one guy I can't get on the right side of. He's just, I don't, a, he's just I, I, I don't know. I don't know what it is. Yeah, he's a guy. Uh, if we if we were gonna keep deep dive in this range, he might have been the next guy. Bring yeah. up. I, I I like him. Okay. Uh, I'm trying to convince myself that these guys will will do just fine for me though. Uh, I don't hey. mind. I don't mind McKenzie. Hey, I'll take I'll take Hudson at six thousand versus McKenzie Hughes at sixty nine. I I I don't disagree with that one bit per se, <laughs> but I'll have a few McKenzies. Oh man, good stuff. What a day. A day of celebration. It's the playoffs. Tony Finau has his second win, still one behind Jim Herman. But hey. Yeah. <laughs> At least he's got more than Garrick Higo. Huh? At least he's uh, one up yeah. Garrick Higo. I I I uh I'm glad that you appreciated that, by the way. That that tweet. I didn't tag you in it, but it was kind of geared in your direction yeah no listen that's a real thing like every time a higo goes on and and wins a, a a pga event it's like yeah here come the the, yeah. the windfall of fina and answer jokes so i'm happy the jokes the jokes are dead yeah. folks. and he didn't just muck muck a a 3m or not to take anything away i'm happy it was such a nice event where you know, even a couple years ago where he lost to Michael Thompson at the in Minnesota. I'm like, well, even if he beats Michael Thompson, I think people are still gonna give him shit for that. <laughs> so he was I always felt like he was in these lose-loses situations, even when he could win events, unless it was premier. And I'm happy he did it because many people say it's as hard to win that as a major in some respects, field strength and all. Gosh, it feels like a year ago when Higo won. Back in Palmetto. Golf season's long and exhausting, man. Like they, yeah, this it's long been, and exhausting. Um, but but uh, that Finau wins just sort of revigored me, and we yeah. got to finish the playoffs next week. It's next week's a glorified tournament of champions, right? Yeah. Like it's it is in thirty guys. Hopefully, we get a great race. Well, we'll have that starting scoring position. Everyone will complain about ways they want to improve it um yada yada so this is kind of it this is kind of it travis some said yeah. last week was it but yeah. this i guess is, is pretty much it it well this is the last week to accumulate points um for the Ryder cup and then the picks come i believe the monday after the tour championship monday or tuesday right after that so um we've got our first of a few Ryder cup specials this week on thursday kurt byram is gonna join me uh, from the golf channel is he uh, I've always, I like his insight and he'll be able to shed a little bit more light on um, what he thinks when it comes to what Stricker is going to do big week for a few guys though. Yeah. Um, when it comes to Ryder club implications, but also you got to get inside that top 30 and the name and I'll finish with this. The name at 28 is Rory McIlroy. 16th in the world, 28th in the FedEx cup. Yeah. Unbelievable. It Travis. Is. 
Un unbelievable. Is he uh, Hovland might be at 15 or something? It's crazy to think Rom is one is. and the second place guy on the Ryder Cup world rankings for Europe is 15 16. When I mean overwhelm them, it overwhelm them. Yeah, but you know what's going to happen. They're going to get there and they're going to be putting to the damn ocean again and they start making everything. Yeah, I know that they love the team concepts. Unbelievable. Whatever. Like I said, it's a new wave, it's a new yeah. group of, 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 of American. It's That's a right. new group of players that I think deserves before we really want to blow it up and take the team guys, let this young group on a course that fits them, give them an opportunity to overwhelm captain. Please. I agree. I agree. No kids, no Phil insert Tony. Um, let's wait and see on Patrick Reed. I'd love to see him back healthy. But that's the, um, I think that's the asterisk right now. And that's a, cause that could be another spot. That yeah. could be another spot. I think if he's healthy and he's ready, he's in. But um, man, I, Berger's got to get a move on here. I, I, I'm with, I'd love to see Berger in there. I would, but I think he's got to get a move on and he's got to pray that Webb and Scheffler don't win this thing. Oh yeah. He'd be, he'd be done. He's yeah. got to honestly pray. He's honestly, in some ways got to be staring at other guys on the leaderboard as well in his yeah. own mind um he better figure it out this week i'll be betting him to win so i'm expecting something <laughs> you better bet hudson to win uh the win that is a shows up. in a field like this but uh, maybe something on the prop sheet okay t10 or something a win jeff. a win's big oh yeah jeff thank you for uh joining me man you're great go celebrate Tony Finau, second win, Stripe Show Podcasts. We'll be back tomorrow. Do you feel like you are constantly overshooting greens or coming up short because you choose the wrong club? Well, if that's the case, today is your lucky day because I'm proud to announce my brand new partnership with the boys over at Pinned Golf. Their brand new Ace Rangefinder is amazing, and it's only $199. I've been using it for a couple weeks now, and I was blown away. With the quality, it has a slope technology, pin lock vibration technology, so you know exactly when you are locked onto your target tour lever accuracy. And best of all, it is powered by a USB charge, so you can forget about those little batteries. Every other rangefinder makes you buy one 45-minute charge, lasts you 50-plus rounds i love it our friends over at pin golf are hooking up all of our listeners with 25 dollars off and free shipping when you use code stripe show that's code stripe show i'm telling you for 175 dollars, you simply cannot beat the ace range finder head out over to pingolf.com and get yourself the ace and get dialed in